because I believe science might offer an answer to the curse of the Bambino. Why someone took so long to hire that guy is beyond me. Anybody who's not tearing their team down right now and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. One of the great things about money is it, it buys a lot of things. One of which is the luxury to disregard what baseball likes, doesn't like, what baseball thinks, doesn't think. <laughs> It's a threatening, not just a way of doing business, but, it's, but in their minds, it's threatening the game. How can you not be romantic about baseball? All right, welcome to the second episode of the Baseball Ops with Top V podcast. I thought the first one went pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, this one, we're going to be interviewing Rich Duno with the King of the Hill, which I'm really excited about. Um, been with King of the Hill as an affiliate basically helping them you know really get the program out or get the plate out there um for the past i'd say at least two years because we did the last two abcas together that's the baseball uh, adult no what is it abca adult Adult baseball Baseball. coaches association which is one of the biggest baseball conventions and uh we've gotten a booth together we're going to do it again this year in indianapolis is supposed to be really big this year I think we're getting three. This we've you normally had one little booth. I think we're supposed to have two big booths this year, so we're really excited. But we want to tell you more about what this is. So, <clears throat> what it is is it's a force plate trainer, and um, you know there's there's other there's been other ones out there, but this one is very different because it is an indication of force production is being created, and baseball. As much as we've heard it our whole lives that we need to learn the lower half as pitchers or as Pitch hitters, yeah, or as uh, position players, um, which he has plates for hitters and pitchers, and you know, pitch. Uh, I've done it with position players with our two X programs. It, you know, is it's all about the lower half. It's about learning the lower half. It's, but baseball, once again, even though they you hear that, you look at all the training and instructional material out there not all of it most of it and it's very much arm based um so he's here's this trainer out there that really does what baseball's always talked about how to develop the lower half and of course the 3x programs and our 2x programs give you instruct instruction and we have a specific manual for this trainer to show you the how to use it how to technically use it Um, because when you get this heavy plate that probably weighs about 45 pounds uh you don't know what to do with it so we give you uh, instruction and, and, and drills and stuff to really benefit from it so what it does is it gives you a click when you push hard enough and you can crank the the plunger to where it creates make it makes it harder to push and you get an auditorial you know a response a sound that says hey um you know obviously you 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 click the plate and that's what we're going for we're going for this pop and obviously there's a time we want to we want to hear the pop but the pop can give us basically two things or three things, timing, the vector of the drive, because you can't just push this plate in any direction. It has to be pushed linear, and uh, how hard you push. So there's three things coming off of that, timing, the direction, and, and the amount of force generated. So it's a great coaching tool. It's one of those coaching tools, like literally when I put it into my programs, I had to coach less, and that's been the coolest thing about it. Uh, what would you say, Stephen, about about it? Just uh, working with the trainer. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's huge. It fits in really well with all of our drills. We're a lower half based approach ourselves, um, and it, like Brent says, we have guys coming to the camp. 
you put them on the plate and they just can't pop the plate at all. And it's a big indication of that they're not using their back leg. You can switch it around and go to the front leg and see if they're getting force production from their front leg and stabilization uh, and extension of the front leg. So, I, I mean, it, it really goes in perfectly with what we do. And uh, I think it's a huge tool uh, that is really starting to be embraced in a lot of baseball. He works with a lot of uh, major league teams with it as well. Cool. So um, I'll just talk more about that with the baseball industry. Um, you know, Rich is doing very well um, with this. He's, he's currently um, at spring training going to mostly every major league team. He's probably taken it to every single team. I think he said he hasn't officially hit every team, but he's been working to and he's been to a lot and they all love it. You know, he says typically he gets about 15 minutes with them and they turn it into about an hour because they love it so much. Um, and it's been great. I, I've actually had teams reach out to me through Rich uh, because of the, the trainer and because they wanted to learn more about how you would you use it. Uh, and Rich is always um, a, a great person to refer those who that, you know, support him. And, and you know, we work really well together. So that's been cool. But he's probably got into every one of these organizations. But still, I just feel like it's still kind of like um, – it's still either out of the box. I think it is. I feel like it's very much an out of the box approach. I wonder how these pro teams embrace it, but it's still very much an out of the box approach. Cause I mean, don't you feel when we look at marketing of baseball, the baseball industry today, we don't see a lot of these trainer, these lower half devices. We see a lot of upper half training tools. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only other one I could think of would be pitchers power drive, but people always compare the two, the King of the Hill and the pitchers power drive, but they're completely different products. So um, yeah, and we're not going to go into why they're different because yeah. Power Drive gets pissed off if, if we get too in depth because we're not, you know, we don't need to be defending their products. So, yeah. you know, obviously we like the King of the Hill better, <clears throat> but you know, we're, but of course people are going to probably like the other one better. So we'll leave that up to you. We won't uh, you know, indulge on why we like it better or not. Uh, but yeah, there, there's there's not many. So there's probably two in that industry of force plates. Yeah, but if you look at like upper arm devices gosh i could think of 15 of them that are arm-based training devices that i saw at the abca or i've seen online i was the other day i was just going through instagram and i saw you know i'm just interested to see those who have more followers than us not that we try to just you know not that all we do is focus on instagram but it's interesting to see those that are bigger than us and i swear i see guys with thirty thousand. 40,000 followers on Instagram and and their coaches or their academies and I'll look at all their posts and see how many of them are throwing something or using the arms to strengthen like tubing or strengthening with the ball to do a reverse throw or doing something with the arm to Baseball either throw stuff. or strengthen yeah. and then I look for how many where they actually show an exercise with the legs and none of them show an exercise with the legs and all of them show an exercise with the arm and with the ball. And they the arm's got, hot right now, Brent. Come and on. they've got twice as many followers <laughs> than we do. Yeah. Uh, and we're sitting there pushing education and lo- a lot of lower half stuff and develop the athlete. Develop the athlete. You know, bring in the, the MLB stronger. MLB combine. And these guys are blowing us away because they're showing like a million ways to do uh, a, a row. Or a, uh, a, a, a you know some tubing shoulder tubing, or uh, how to throw a ball forward and backwards, and never once address the lower half, and they are just 
dominating the industry. (laughs) It's cool to have a bunch of followers and whatnot, but to me, like our our depth of our followers, how much engagement we get with our posts and creating the discussion, like with uh, everything that you're posting now with the science back stuff and getting people to actually engage and create discussion to me is much more valuable than uh, like it's cool. They have a bunch of followers doing a bunch of baseball stuff that baseball really likes but the fact that you know you're you're putting out your stuff and your studies and and our approach and it's creating a discussion uh and and bettering the game to me that's way more valuable than just having a bunch of followers no i mean i feel the same way it's just you know you it's obvious what the industry or what the young player looks for today they look for what's trending um which is they do in everything it's pop culture right and what's trending in baseball, which has been trending for a while now, is throwing devices like throwing, obviously, th- uh, weighted balls, um, tubing, and they really like the different colors of the tubing. I notice how they love to post how these devices are now using all these different colors, um, different f- ways of using them. I mean, I don't think the industry has much any of anywhere else to go when it comes to throwing something. I think they have literally <laughs> figured out every possible way to throw a ball that somehow seems like it's benefiting the throwing athlete. I, I, I mean, where can the industry go when it comes to innovating more throwing? Have you seen those, <laughs> those dog throwing devices where it's like the big, the big lever yeah. and you go to the dog park and all next? the girls are throwing. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that next? Add, add velocity to your fastball with a dog. <laughs> thrower. Uh, and then same thing with the tubing is like, how else, what other ways can we figure out how to attach tubing to our body? Um, pretty soon it's going to be like, um, it's going to smell. I think that's what they're going to, they're adding in other senses. Like this tubing has, um, a band that wraps around your arm and it smells like, uh, I don't know. I mean, where can you go with it? I, I just, I feel like the market is maxed out when it comes to, uh, tubing shoulder routines and the throwing and, and different ways of throwing. So obviously, uh, you know, we're making fun at something that, we feel like we represent the other side of. So Top Velocity, we represent, not that we just represent the lower half, but that's the foundation of our approach. And we truly believe, and that's the hardest thing, is when you read the science, it's the, it's the way the system works. The energy is built in the ground, and then it moves up the, the system, and it multiplies up the system. And if you get caught halfway through the process with a poor amount of energy you wind up overcompensating and then you see that actually as negatives and then also then all of a sudden you look at the science and you see how that links to the injury so then you never want to ever bring in any type of um, understanding or you know approach that's overcompensation built or over you know that's training overcompensation so we're very strict to understanding how the lower half builds the foundation and that's what the king of the hill really represents. And then that's why we've gotten on this rant because the King of the Hill and three X is really pulled together hard, uh, to represent really the way, uh, pitching should be, um, basically addressed or, or, um, or, or built from that, these ground forces and, and from understanding the lower half and then understanding how the lower half moves the hips and then how the hips transfers the energy to the upper extremities, extremities. And, so, you know, we, we really feel like we've done well to represent this and, and we're still trying to get this out there. And, and that's really what I think, you know, Rich is going to promote as much as Rich is uh, way more of, um, 
I wouldn't say nicer guy, I guess. I mean, because I think I'm a nice guy. Maybe I'm not, but... He's the most approachable man in the world, Brent. I'm definitely not approachable, so you're right. He is way more approachable than me. Not Um, even approachable. He'll go straight up to you. I feel like he could go up to anybody and start a conversation, no problem. He is. He's one of those guys that everyone probably knows um, Mm -hmm. that obviously he's been around. They all know him, and they they remember him. So he leaves an impression, um, and and the impression is always very positive, and... You're right. I don't think I would leave a positive impression with a lot of people. So that's where he's. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's why he, he that's, does a lot better. Job that's not it. that's not true. He just has a. It's a gift of his that he can just go up and uh, uh, start a conversation and and be a good conversationist and leave them with a good impression. It's a it's a good gift. Yeah, and in his business is all in his hands. I mean, not many guys work for him. He does have a few, kind of like a small business. Um, man, the way he builds this product is ridiculous. Like I said, it yeah. weighs probably 50 pounds or more. Um, it's Whoa, built- 50 pounds? No way. Okay, you're right. He's going to kill me. Probably 35 pounds. N- 35? No way. I think it's like 15, maybe 20. No way. Yeah. Okay, I'll go 25. I, I, <laughs> I typically over-exaggerate, so I'm going to go 25. Right, we got to weigh it now. Um, and maybe we'll take a bet. So who do you, what do you think it is? Does I think, it it's, 15 I think or it's 25? 15 pounds. Okay, you're right. I might have to go down to 20. I'm, I continually <laughs> bring it down. That was really easy to convince you. <laughs> I know. I think he's made it lighter. No, that's why. He's made it lighter over the years. Those original plates. Yeah, the original were, ones might, were definitely heavier because they're, they're smaller now, too. I'm still thinking of those damn original plates. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really well made. I don't ever see them breaking. Um, they get beat up, pretty beat up. Um, you know, And it's one of those things, if it did, he definitely would send you a new piece. I mean, he's very good at the fabricating the device. Um, it's not something that he's buying from China. He's actually making it by hand, um, and it's really impressive. It'd be the difference between buying, you know, a plastic car to buying like someone hand, you know, built the car. As far as like even down to like uh, forging the metal, you know, it's like it feels like one of those well-made products. I don't think it. We haven't had one break. Never, never and one we, break. How long have you had them? Three years? Two, yeah, maybe it's three years now. Three so. years, and we're still using the original ones. They're extremely well-made products. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. And like I said, we have the 3X Velocity Development Kit that brings in about, I don't know how many drills we bring into it with the training approach um, that you can get on our site at topvelocity.net with uh, the King of the Hill device. So you get shipped the device from them, and then you get the, the program uh, from us. And uh, it's, it's awesome. So I, I would highly recommend you do that. I think it's great for beginners. Um, I think it's great for anyone, but obviously young kids, I think it's a great place to start. Kids, coaches always come to me and they're like, how would you start a young kid as a pitcher? I'd be like on the King of the Hill plates, learning the low half and then build them from there. Um, and best thing about it is you can do a lot of dry work with those plates. You're not getting into a lot of throwing with them specifically, even with our manuals, we're showing you a lot of dry work. Uh, but that's it. We're, we're excited today. I mean, anything that you in particular would like to ask Rich today, I mean, we think about it because we, we want to really just lay out um, his uh, business, how he built it, why he built it, um, the future of King of the Hill. Um, and, and there is some secret in this, so stay tuned. He's, he's got a new advanced product that I've been pushing him with. Hopefully we'll talk about and um, and we're going to ask him, like, uh, how, where does he see his growth and how is he grown? Because he has grown a lot. What helped him grow so much? Uh, anything else you'd want to ask? Well, I'm just going to be curious to, you know, hear some of the names that he's got to work with and uh, the professional levels. I know he sells a lot to uh, high D1 colleges. And, um, yeah, I'm just I'm curious to, see, to hear about those, uh, Maybe those guys and how, how they're using him. 
Maybe you can ask him if the Giants bought it. I believe I saw him ship it to the Giants, so I think they did buy it. Well, good. Hopefully that'll help them this year. They don't need it. <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So, uh, so we'll stay tuned. We're going to start our interview with Rich. All right. We got none other than Rich Duno on with us today with the King of the Hill. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, Rich, thanks for being on. And uh, all the way from, is it Fort Wayne, Indiana? Yep, it's northeastern um, Indiana. Well, exciting. So um, what what landed you there in Indiana? This is where I grew up. Actually, my dad got a job here in Fort Wayne a while ago, actually a long time ago, and my, my whole life was spent here. Well, that's exciting. So to talk about... I, we, basically, we went over the product. We went over the trainer. Obviously, we love it. Uh, we're a big affiliate of it. Um, it's it's been pivotal in adding to my programs because, you know, we both like us both believe in the foundation of the pitchers built in the lower half and and how important it is to learning that so you can effectively transfer energy up the body uh, to increase performance and reduce injury. I don't think there's any other way. So I love what you're doing. But talk about how you came into this. I mean, how, how did how did it get started? Well, you know what? I think it starts with my background, which I'm a toolmaker with an engineering background, and I I started to take a look at pitching in a different way. Um, it started actually with my son. Uh, he was uh, at the time I think he was eight years old when we first started taking a look at making him a pitcher, and uh, I went through um, a couple different programs. Dick Mills was one of them. Um, Another one was uh, Thurston, and uh, initially when I first started training him, I, I did know that uh, the lower half was a big part of pitching. Even at, uh, even if my with my inexperience, I hadn't went through a whole lot of stuff, but I knew the lower half is where everything started, and that back leg drive was huge. So um, that's where it all started is just monitoring, and at the time it was a visual to where I could still see these kids weren't using their lower half uh, and, and all the coaches pretty much yelling, drive, use your legs, and nobody knew anything about it. It was a, it was a point to where uh, when I first started uh, learning how to uh, teach pitching, um, I, I knew a big part of it was the legs. And they still don't know anything about it, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. It's just funny how things have went over the years. And with my background of, uh, building special machines, uh, I know every, every machine has to have a base. Um, and that's where the lower half is in pitching, as you know. And, uh, if that base isn't consistent and it isn't, uh, um, uh, a good base, the rest of the machine, uh, doesn't work correctly. Yeah. I mean, I think you could, there's no better way to define um, biomechanics than with, you know, through a machine, like through how we would actually design a good system in, in, a, in, a, in a machine, something outside of, uh, you know, right. outside of the body. So I think that that's why your background goes perfectly into it. So <clears throat> go into how you actually what, what was the moment? Was it an aha moment to, to really pull this together or did it just. You, you, yeah, had, it was, you had the equipment and you just kind of like just made sense to build it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it was an aha moment. I had a uh, 14-year-old uh, uh, pitcher that was throwing uh, 78, uh, 79 miles an hour and hitting 80s, which is pretty respectable for a 14-year-old. 
Well, I was in an old warehouse and I was using a uh, inherited pitching mound that uh, would slide back every time this four, uh, this 14 year old was pitching, which told me he was creating a force off his back leg. Otherwise the pitching mound wouldn't be moving back. Well, when he was pitching, I'd have to get behind the mound and put my feet up on top of it because I didn't have anything to block it up at the time. And I could feel that energy that he was creating. And, and he was striding out there uh, 90, 90% of his height, maybe sometimes even 100% of the height. And like I said, he was, he was a full 78 to 80 miles an hour. My very next uh, student was a six foot four, six foot five kid. He was 180 pounds. Dunk a basketball uh, backwards, throw 88, 89 from the outfield, but he couldn't get off 81 miles an hour. And it was kind of eerie because it was 81, 81, 81, 81, 80, 81. Well, he was the very next student of mine, and I got him up on top of the mound to throw um, some some pitches. And uh, uh, one, the first thing I noticed was he wasn't pushing the mound back, and it was actually his back foot would just roll off. There was no uh, drive off of it at all. Well, once I got him to create that force to be able to push the mound back. First of all, he, he said he could feel it. Well, it took about uh, two lessons, and on the third lesson, I brought my radar gun in. And, I mean, it was, like I said, it was eerie. It was 81, 81, 81, 81, the first couple lessons I gave him. Well, that third lesson, he hit two at 87, and the rest of them, 83, 86 miles an hour. And later that summer, he had hit uh, 91 miles an hour. I mean, so, is it, I mean, wouldn't, and if we're going to relate this to mechanics, wouldn't that be like, you see this car, and it has this amazing engine, all this horsepower, um, and but you look down at the wheels, and the wheels are moving half the speed that you would have expected that kind of horsepower to, to be pushing out. So right. you, 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 as a mechanic, tried to figure out what could I help or what could I do to get that horsepower that's in the system, what can I do to get that horsepower more to the wheels, and that's pretty much what you did with understanding the right. back leg, which really moves right. the center of mass. Right. Figured out how to use that horsepower and put it to the ground through ground forces. Exactly. And, so that's the problem yeah. is there's a lot of kids out there that go, well, you know, not, I mean, there's, 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 there's some that aren't, but there's, there is a good amount of kids out there who go, I can jump high, I can run fast, I'm strong, but I can't throw hard. It's because they're not getting their horsepower, their engine uh, in the ground, right. which really what, right. at the end of the day, moves the system. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And, you know, uh, I like your little illustration where it shows the lower half as the engine, the hips and the, and the core as the transmission, and then the arm as the funnel. That, that's exactly what it is. I love uh, that, yeah. It, it, I don't think there's, yeah. any, there's any better way to understand pitching uh, than trying to break it down to the mechanics of like a machine, of, of building a car or building any machine that would kind of do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's funny because I just met with the uh, the Mets and actually the Tigers this weekend down in Florida in spring training. Um, and I've actually taken that illustration and um, laminated it so I can show it to him. And, and uh, Ron uh, Romanek from uh, the Mets, he said he loved it. He says, yeah, this is exactly what it is. That's it's, great. It's the, yeah, it is. And I had a really good conversation to him that I'll talk to you guys about a little bit later. Um about the biomechanics and how far he's got into it because he he uh, pitched up until he was about 23 and hurt his arm and then he went to golf and he started talking about uh, doing some biomechanical studies through golf and he was actually a pro uh, down in um, Africa. One of his buddies sponsored him to go down to Africa on the tour and he was that average 
uh, golfer down there, but he had a good time. But when he came back, he started taking a look at uh, golfing and pitching a uh, totally different way. And he started applying some of the stuff that he learned through um, golf to use for baseball and baseball for golf. And now he's really into it where he's doing biomechanical studies uh, uh, with the Mets. And uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen what he has done uh, these last couple years. Well, he said out of 70, uh, 79 pitchers, um, you'd be lucky to have two or three of them uh, make it to the major leagues. Well, I think it was last year he got 20 of them. Wow. Uh, I know through trades and stuff like that, the, the 20 of those pitchers made to the major leagues. And he says what he does is he starts from the ground up. He starts working on those guys' lower half. Um, and that's why when I introduced him, uh, uh, your program to him, I told him you need to take a look at Brent's program uh, and Steve, what they're doing out there in Louisiana, because it's exactly what you're talking about. Well, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Well, I want to, yeah, I want to get into what you've done as far as, getting the 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 brand out the, the the trainer out but first give them an understanding of this trainer like i know we're on audio here but give them an understanding of of it and i think the best way to probably to lay out how this thing is technically built and and, and what it does is is talk about the whole fabrication process like what does it take to actually build one and i think they'll get a good understanding yeah well you know um I, let me talk first of all take a step back because uh, the training device, the actual trainer to, to train the, the lower half of that back leg to create force, it all started off with the first um, uh, trainer was not necessarily a trainer. It was a, a, a device to, to um, collect data. Um, I think I talked to you a little bit about it, and I know you're on me about getting it done, right. and I will get it done. But my first um, uh, trainer uh, had a load cell on it. And I apologize because I'm going to sneeze here in a second. No problem. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you uh, uh, understand how a weight scale, when you step on it, it tells you how many pounds that you weigh. Um, I actually uh, looked, surfed on the Internet till I found a load cell that gave me feedback on it, uh, pounds per square inch. And in time, I was able to take a look at some of my pictures and see what their patterns were. And I know one of the things I noticed was the harder throwers were the guys that actually had a higher peak in in that uh, that force. Yeah. And I, I could also see how far they went into their delivery before they actually created that that peak force. Because the first energy that's in your your foot to the ground is actually your gravitational uh, phase, where you're actually going into your loaded position to be able to create that force. Right. That's how actually that's the first. Uh, um, device that I actually come up with. Then I was able to take that information and made it to spring pressure, the springs that I use now, um, uh, and put it out there to where uh, uh, I could actually see what was happening too. So then that led into the trainer and the theory of the concept behind the 14-year-old pushing the mound back and the 18-year-old pushing the mound, not pushing the mound back. And there was only three miles an hour difference and the 18-year-old was just a phenomenal athlete. So I put those two together, and that's where I came up with the trainer um, that I – one of the first ones – you're the, one of the first uh, uh, coaches uh, that I actually sent one to. So No way. Um, I got – yeah. Yep, it is. And, and uh, John Madden's another one, and I, I'm not sure if you know John. Yeah, I do. John's – yeah, he's a really good guy. He's not as technical as what you are. He's more into well, training. I want to get him on the show. Maybe you can help me get him on the show. 
Yeah, there's no doubt he'd love to too, and he's doing an awful lot of stuff too that you'd like because he 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 knows who you are. He's seen your your uh, videos and stuff like that. So cool. I will. I'll get him on there. He actually pitched for the Padres, um, uh, and he went through Fort Wayne. That I didn't I didn't know he went through Fort Wayne at the time. Oh, it's cool. been a while. Ago. That's cool. He'd be another guy to get it on. Yeah, we want to. Yeah. Uh, so how it works is. Um, um, Two plates, top plate and bottom plate. The bottom plate is stationary that actually is anchored to the ground through a foam pad or a bolt if you want to uh, bolt it into the ground. But the top plate uh, moves uh, in a linear action um, toward uh, second base, if you will, once you step up on top of it. And it requires a force to push the plate back. And once the plate is pushed back, it actually strikes the spring cylinder that makes a noise. And this actually tells us we're creating a force. Now, that top plate is adjustable. The spring pressure can be adjusted through um, an, uh, a screw in the back of the cylinder. So once, a, if you know how a spring works, as it gets shorter, it retains more uh, compression forces. So the shorter the spring, the stronger it gets. So once the pitcher pitches, he, for him to be able to create a, uh, uh, that bang, which is the ultimate goal, the feedback, he has to create a force rearward towards second base. Um, and it only moves three sixteenths of an inch, which causes him to go toward the catcher. And that's what we want. We want to be able to create that force, increase that force to the point to where it like once a front foot lands, it causes the hips to rotate, causes the upper body to rotate and causes the arm to, uh, to externally rotate. Yeah. And it, I, I said it, it gives you three things as far as output. It gives you, um, of course, an understanding of of an angle of force because, like you said, it's a linear moving plate. So if you're pushing down, it's not going to move. So you know that you're getting linear. So you know your vectors are changing. It gives you a, a reading of force production um, because you can crank the spring uh, tighter to to make it more challenging to push force to make the bang. And then it gives mm -hmm. you the bang. And the, and the sound can give you an understanding of timing, when it's occurring in your delivery. So you get three outputs from that single trainer to help you better understand your, your, your ground force production. Yeah, exactly. You know what's funny, Brent, is, is that's exactly what the top pitching coordinators are talking about. They said the same exact thing, that those three aspects of the trainer. Um, and what's that do? That plays right into what you and Steve are doing, which your whole top velocity is, is the – to, to get in that position where your back your lower half's loaded and create that force just like the top pitchers right and there's no other trainer on the market that gives you those three outputs um, from a device so nope. wouldn't you say yeah no there's there's no doubt it's uh, if there is anything out there then I'll have to uh, as my, my attorney says go ahead and figure out where they live and hopefully it's somewhere south because you'll be li living in their house <laughs> <laughs> and so because that so is it patented? Is this technology yes, patent? Yep, and I actually just went through my international patent. I've got some people over in Japan that are trying to purchase it, and I found out one of them is a manufacturer over there. So I, I'm sure they're going to try to steal it. But yeah, uh, that's what happens um, to good products. Yeah, yep. yeah I've got, already got uh, two utility patents on it. The first one, um, I had a uh, uh, attorney write a patent attorney write up and draw up for me. And the second one, I based. Um, uh, another patent which covers a different part of it which I wanted covered and I actually basically my niece and I wrote that one and it had it uh, uh, applied for it and approved 
So wow. that saved me an awful lot of money. Now the last one was the international patent because I, I really think the Japanese and maybe even the Chinese because it's getting bigger and bigger uh, over there, the training aspect of it, I think I might be able to sell the patent to one of those guys. Well, I mean, in a way, that's it's also unnerving to know that they're learning more about ground forces. Um, so that means uh, that we might find more products out there. But th at the end of the day, I think what makes this a really good product is you hand make this product. Um, this is not something you're ordering uh, from a manufacturer. You actually hand make the whole process. Am I, am I correct? Yes, yes. That's my background is actually uh, tool making, uh, building special machines. Um, so we actually um, get some help uh, from a couple different places around Fort Wayne. Uh, they laser the plates, which uh, a good laser is about a million dollars. And I didn't want to have to invest in that. So we get those done. Uh, and we asked, actually have them powder coated from a company just right down the road from us. And then we take and we, we finish up uh, assembling them and doing a little bit of machine work and putting them together and shipping them out. So, yeah, it's 100% built here in the United States, actually in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it's a pretty impressive. Stephen and I were, uh, we took a bet on how much they actually weigh because they're pretty heavy. I said 15 yes. pounds. So, w what is it? I said, tw I, I think I'm wrong now, but I said 25. Stephen had 15. Who was closer? Well, uh, I'd have to say, uh, I'm sorry, would you say, Brett? How I much? said 25 pounds. <laughs> okay, well, Brett's a little bit closer. Yes! But if you take a look, no. take a look at the first ones. <laughs> yeah, the, 20, that's what I said. The first one. I was going off pounds. the second ones. <laughs> 27 pounds. The first ones wow. were 27 pounds. That's wow. what we talked about. They said we made, you made the other ones lighter, though, right, Rich? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. I did. I, I did some uh, modifications to try to not only save some weight, uh, also put a handle in it too. You guys probably recognize that yeah, handle right handle. away. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the problems with um, um, oh, Mark Pryor. I gave him one of the old ones. Mark Pryor, he's the uh, Padres pitching coordinator. Yeah. I gave him one of the old ones, and he said nobody wanted to move it because it was so tough just to I move. I know. I remember. I have the. Baseball I think the first one lifting weights. Was it, yeah. uh, I couldn't move the first one. The first one was brutal. <laughs> well, uh, Mark said he was out at USC and they were doing, uh, the pitchers were throwing some bullpens and stuff. And he noticed uh, the trainer and he recognized it right away. And he said, I, I like the, the new design so much better, which I made some adjustments to it. And it works a little bit better, actually a lot better. Um, so yeah, it's it's 21 pounds. Sorry about that, Steve. Oh, I was, as long as I was in the ballpark, I was kind of close. I'm surprised Brent actually won that one. Though. I was pretty confident it was 15 pounds. Uh, but I'm I'm really excited. I, I've I've got some time, and one of the things that I remember you telling me, Brett, I think it was last year, the year before. Um, you need to quit working in your business and you need to work on your business. Yeah. Sales are up now that I've got my brother doing the, uh, the, all the building and my son doing a lot of the media stuff. I'm excited to um, uh, implement uh, uh, a new mound that I want to get down to. We talked about it, I think, yesterday, the day before, um, about where we can measure uh, the force off the back leg um, and also the landing the landing leg. Yeah, that's huge, uh, man. Leg. I'm waiting for that because that's going to be big because yeah. we'll be able to – I mean, that to me, that's the next level of the king of the hill. You know, it gives you it gives you not only those three outputs, but now it gives you an actual number uh, on your force production, which we can then correlate it to the ball speed at the end. So if we have a number coming out the end and we have a number at the beginning, we can find how those numbers are being influenced. And obviously there's more numbers in between with the kinetic chain. 
But once we do that, now you're giving them a, a, a beginning number to go with their, their end, their finish number with the ball speed. And that's, that just gives them a whole understanding of what they're doing. And as that gets right. implemented across, uh, you know, multiple training facilities, imagine the data you could be collecting too on just, uh, just hundreds and thousands of pitchers on, on, uh, ground force, ground force, uh, you know, numbers. Yes. Yes. No, definitely. And I think it'll go, uh, transfer right into hitting also, mm -hmm. uh, the ground force that with hitters. Absolutely. Um, and then golfers too. So I, I know that, uh, uh, I talked to Ron about what you were doing, Brent, and what we had just got done talking about the, uh, the ability to be able to, to, uh, monitor those forces. Uh, he's going to get with you. He wants to get with you once I get it down there. So uh, we'll I get can't a call wait. from him. That'd be exciting. Yeah. Cause you know, I have biomechanics suit and cameras to do motion capture so I can collect all the biomechanics in the body. And but so the but the hardest thing to collect in biomechanics is that ground force. So you're actually making something that you could probably make very affordable, which is is yes. really very expensive to get, and you can give it to the the, the average consumer. You know. Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the next level, yeah. and we're excited about that. Um, I, th I think those out there too that have your trainers. I mean, those trainers are still. Uh, will, will probably last forever. There'll still be something you'll probably sell forever. This will just be an upgrade to to the whole uh, the whole product, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, it's it's something I think that not every consumer will want. I, uh, the reason why I kind of went into the spring loaded trainer instead of the data collector was um, I, I the data collector doesn't necessarily teach you how to do it. it doesn't make you feel like what the trainer does that's why i went into the trainer and and uh through your egging on uh which I'm, I'm 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 definitely excited about is to build something that we can start measuring stuff so we can show uh the benefits of of your uh not only my training device but your whole program because that's what you base your stuff off of exactly. that that's why i look yeah that's why i love you guys so much is because it's not just the support of my product, but I truly believe that the lower half is the key to arm uh, arm health and also higher velocity. Yeah, I mean, isn't it fun in business when you have two different companies that are sharing the, the same marketing material, meaning like all the studies and the ways no things doubt. we put out really can help you and we kind of share it back and forth, you know? Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. And uh, uh, I, I, I won't say anything on, on uh, video right now, but... Uh, I know that the, the major league teams, um, there's a couple teams that are trying out a couple things that uh, I don't necessarily approve of, um, but uh, they're starting to head toward the lower half, the strengthening that lower half and making that as athletic as possible. Um, yep. And like I said, I talked to uh, Ron in a pretty extent. It was actually only supposed to be a 15-minute meeting, but once we got in there and they found out that it was legit product, um, it lasted an hour and hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. That's, so that's great. Mm. Yeah. And well, I met we'll a bunch of different that. coaches. Talk about how you've become so well known at the, you know, at all levels, at the top level D one and, and you're really getting well known at the major league level. What have you done <clears throat> on the ground, uh, to really get, to get the brand out there for people and the, specifically these high level organizations to know about, about this product. What have you done to do that? The coach, the dang yeah. lower half first, Brent. Yeah. The slogan. Right. I exactly. love that. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, you know, it has been a grind. I, I love baseball. I love talking to baseball guys like you guys. I love hanging around you guys. Um, you know, there's another, 
comp uh, competing uh, training device out there I won't name. Uh, but one of the first things they did was stick a couple major leaguers on it. And, and for the most part, uh, marketing uh, uh, a product with the major league leaguer on there, uh, it gives you some sort of uh, ability to be able to be legit. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go that route. I wanted to throw it in the trenches. Like I said, you're one of the first ones that I've seen um, uh, with the theory of what I approve or I agree with. Um, I wanted to put it in the trenches first, and that's where the grind started because I just didn't get a major leaguer on there and make it look like it's a legitimate product without having it tested. And um, I got it tested from you before I approached anybody. I got it tested, uh, John Madden's one of them and some local guys around here. But the first uh, uh, major league team that I approached was uh, the Tampa Bay Rays with Dewey Robinson. Yeah. And Dewey Robinson is just a phenomenal guy. If you ever got to meet him, you'd love him. Well, that's what, um, I was actually working with the Rays when, as a consultant oh, when you did that. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That's right. And um, I met him out in the parking lot. I, I basically begged him to hold on. I'll be there because I had to drop my parents off in Dunedin. Um, and they were with their car and then I had to drive back down in the area and he, he was uh, nice enough to stick around there. And once I, I put it on the ground, uh, it only took five minutes and he says, I, I think you got something here. Yeah. I, I think that this is something that uh, I think that uh, all pitchers will benefit from. So I gave him the first one. Um, he took it with him. Um, within, uh, I think it was like two or three weeks, they called up and uh, wanted another one. And then from there, it went to seven. And then they ordered another one to send to the Dominican Academy and one down to the Venezuelan Academy. And they use them in spring training. And, and some of the players have purchased them from me, too. That's where it all started. And, um, you know, uh, LinkedIn was a huge part of me getting this out. Uh, Facebook, obviously. Twitter uh, was a little bit uh, farther on. But I started using um, Dewey's name um, as the headlines in all my emails. And that kind of opened up. Uh, some some doors uh, because they seen Dewey Robinson's name up there where I was sending it to different pitching coordinators and different pitching coaches and stuff like that. So I started using that. And I actually asked Dewey to, uh, if I could use his name because, uh, like I said, it opened up a lot of emails. And that's the hardest thing to get these um, um, coaches to do is open up emails. Yeah. Um, just from the header, the uh, the subject line. But are you saying so, you're saying LinkedIn w really helps you find these coaches? Is that where you were finding them? Yes, that's a huge source for uh, professional coaches and and also um, um, college coaches, big time college coaches. It, but at the major league level, I'm telling you, I probably I, I think one of them was uh, Brent Strom from the Astros. I, I got a hold of him and we we uh, talked back and forth. Um, I actually met him out at uh, at the uh, Ron Wolfer's camp. I went out there two or three years to see what he was doing. Yeah, I heard he's a nice but, guy. Yeah, oh, he's a phenomenal guy. Phenomenal guy. And um, his position, uh, he says, won't allow him to do an endorsement. But if he would, it'd be my product because he likes it so much. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it went from uh, Dewey um, to the Reds uh, with Mark um, – Riggins, who's not there, I think he's with another organization now. Um, but it just started to uh, snowball uh, um, through the ranks of major leaguers before I even got them to colleges. Then um, in the colleges, I started off with some of the smaller uh, colleges and built my way up to where uh, 
uh, Vanderbilt's built two of them permanently in the pitching mound mounds. Uh, TCU does not use any other training devices other than a towel and my training device. Wow. Um, you could see my endorsements. I've been, like you said yesterday, I, I, I can, uh, I've been doing pretty good shaking hands. You have, man. I mean, I, I love looking at your marketing material, like because you don't just put up a picture; you put up a quote from the coach, or you you put up something right. that he said and and representing why he likes the product, and yep. I think that helps a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. I, that's my huge because I'm not the smartest in marketing. <laughs> I'm a I'm a coach. Oh, man, that's I think what you're I doing am. a great job with the marketing. I, I think. Too. I mean, you're you're a foot soldier, and I think that's what makes your marketing very different. Is you know you're actually out there shaking hands and, and coaching and, 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 you know, teaching people about your product. You're not just uh, on, on the computer, uh, you know, reaching out that way. You're actually out there in the field. That's yeah. what I think is cool. Yep. It seems like every major league team and every high D1 team, all their coaches are, are putting good endorsements out there on you when I watch your marketing. So I, I really enjoy it too. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, what's funny is – the I'll use the Oakland Athletics for instance. Um, their pitching coordinator, who is with another team now, um, he couldn't get with me, so I sent him one. Within a week, they sent it back and said that they were not a drop and drive type of organization. No way. Yeah. Well, that's good. To so, know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it was a point to where when you set it on the ground, if you're not. Uh, 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 if I didn't do a demonstration, you'd think it was um, just another gimmick. But yeah, once you, you I'm able, know what to do with it. That, I mean, that's why I feel like I, I was excited I could make that manual with you, even though I know you, you like you got um, um, John Madden to make one too, because I, I felt like that just helps. It gives them because most people just yes. they don't understand ground forces, so you actually have to show them, you know? Right, exactly. You know, I I really dropped the ball on my website for not putting an introductory video on there. I've got one on the, there for the King of the Swing, and I'm going to uh, finish up the one I'm doing on the King of the Hill. Um, I think that uh, once I, I uh, use some of your studies and some of your uh, um, videos on stuff on my website, which we're redoing. Yeah, like um, I said, I think you that, can use anything you want. I love it. Okay, no. Like I said, everything that you use is what I need, too. I know. We're, we're, we're so, both on the same page. Yeah, I, I definitely dropped the ball on some of this stuff and instruction on how to use it. And I, I do endorse your product. I mean, nine, 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm telling you got to get it. You got to get this. And the 1% is, is uh, uh, where I start them off with uh, just the three drills that I've got to where um, on my website under training, it'll show one video on how oh, cool. the three drills that I use. So, cool. Yeah. So it, from there, obviously, it's been uh, exploding through the, D, the D1 ranks, and, and it's really getting the trickle-down effect now. Now that the major leaguers are using it, it's going down in college and now going on in high school, too. I mean, it even looks like the point. I mean, I've had, you know, I've had, like, my guys that major leaguers trained with me, David Ardsma. I've had Chris Medlin on it. I, I, I even had, when Mike Miner was here on the trainer, um, Cody, uh, Hall. Cody Hall here. I, I've had a good list of uh, top level ball players. Give us some of your lists. Who, who are some of the guys? Because I've seen you show that you've had uh, some big leaguers personally uh, order it from you. Is, is that what's happening? Are you just were you just sending yeah. them out through referrals? No, more and more and more they are purchasing it. Um, 
Um, unfortunately, now I don't see everybody that's purchasing it because before I would actually print out the orders and stuff and I could actually see who was buying it. Now, that's my brother's task. Uh, uh, and I don't get to see everybody, but just this weekend I was over at the Mets and uh, uh, Rick Knapp, who was the pitching coordinator for the Dodgers. Yeah, and he's one of the, yeah, He was there when yeah. I was there. Yeah. Yep. And he uh, uh, was a Minnesota Twins pitching coach. He was the Tigers pitching coach. I mean, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. I uh, got to speak with his son. Um, gosh dang it, I think it's Chris. Chris Knapp. Anyways, I I talked to him and he says, yeah, we. my dad still trains uh, major leaguers and minor leaguers. And the first thing he gets them on is the trainer. And he says, I've trained with it too. And it's it helped me improve everything, every part of my pitching. Um, he said even control because that directional force right. gets him going into more consistent uh, path to home plate. Um, and uh, uh, he, he's one. He's huge. And he's uh, I put a picture of, uh, of Chris on Rick Knapp's Facebook page. And uh, he says, uh, I, I endorse it every chance I get. I love it. And we, we, we use it every chance we get. So um, I do have a, a number of uh, minor leaguers and um, – uh, a couple major leaguers using it that uh, I don't know. I with your program and and with the trainer, it's it's no brainer. Yeah, I mean it's gotta, cool. It's cool to see you've had like Vanderbilt's been a big one to embrace it. I love how they built it into their mounds and their training facility. Right. Yep. Um, I, we also saw one of my favorite um, Vanderbilt guys, Carson Fulmer. Didn't you send one to him? Yeah. Yep. He's got one. He, he endorsed it right away. He says he loves it. And did I see that he got called up or he he's going to be up with the big league team this year? I probably will be. I mean, they gave him some time last year. Um, you know, I I got when I was doing scouting, I, I've said this guy was, you know, big league ready. So I, I think I think he's going to do well. I mean, he's 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 electric. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and yeah, he's, he's someone, too, that I even think he could get better at his back leg. He he he's got. He doesn't. He's he's a little bit more rotational with it. I think I think that training would actually really help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I really do. Well, cool. So why don't so, you talk about <clears throat> the future? Like, what kind of growth do you expect in the next few years, and where do you want this company to go? I mean, how big do you want it to get? Well, obviously, at a, a standpoint of money wise, so yeah, I, as much as I could. Um, uh, with, uh, with the other couple products that I've got going, uh, I still haven't even come close to touching what the queen of the hill, which is the girls softball fast pitch version of it. Right. That it's a, the application for that is even more pure than what the the king of the hill is. It's a linear direction. and, And just like hitting, it's a, it's a, it's a linear energy that we create off the backside. Once a front foot lands, it causes the hips to rotate. Yeah. And that's where, you, obviously, you get that chain reaction. It, it, it's a point to where I haven't even come close. The first one, um, first uh, um, event that I, I heard of was uh, Michigan State, uh, Skylar Mead. Uh, by the way, he was they were ranked number three in the nation last year, t- statistically wise, for pitching. Um, he said that the girls' softball kept on borrowing their pitching, um, uh, their king of the hills. Hmm, so cool. he told them to get their own. <laughs> once I, I, once I got one to her, uh, they wanted another one. They're using in the camps, but she sent me an endorsement with uh, a huge endorsement. 
that um, got some doors opened up for the girls' softball. But, again, I, I, I got to find time to be able to do that. I actually have to find somebody to maybe it'll take over that avenue because I think that's a huge market. Um, it is yeah, it a is. huge market. I think it is. And it, but at the same yeah, time, then, too, <clears throat> I mean, the same time, too, I think you have an amazing product because – it's, it's going to withstand the test of time. And I think what products withstand the test of time are obviously good products. And, and the reason it's a good product is because the more the science that is coming up, I mean, it's out there. And, and of course, we're helping try to lead the way of get, getting this science to the consumer to where they're not just hearing, you know, what's going through the grapevine. They're, they're actually getting the actual data that, of how this all right. works. Um, it it right. really proves um, <clears throat> the, the ground up approach. And in, and so as more of this science gets out, your product becomes more relevant and it's just going to keep growing. It's not going to be one of those fly-by-night uh, products and, and those gimmicky products because most of those products are <clears throat> failing to really represent the science. And so the more the science comes up, which happens over time, the products that survive and stay around were the ones that were more um, you know, legitimate or the ones that were uh, better products at supporting the the data. And I think that's what your product is. So I think you're right. You're Thanks, as long as yeah. you can keep the course that you're taking and you don't try yeah. to, you know, jump too fast. I think you're going to continue to grow, grow and grow as long as you want to do it. Right. And I, I agree with you 100 percent. It's it's funny because when I first started off, it's just, this is three and a half years in the making out of my garage and um, like I said, you were the first one to really truly fully um, uh, uh, represent somebody that believes the lower half is the key to, like I said before, not only arm health, but, but velocity. Right. Uh, velocity sells, but the biggest thing we want is to help the arms. And, and if we're not using the legs, as you know, and you we study upon study arms. upon study. And one of the first persons, people that I, I studied was um, uh, Dr. Mike Marshall. Right. Um, and, and even though he didn't have the data to back it up, he understood that that, uh, that force off that back leg um, is, is, is key to arm health and, and, and more velocity. So um, I, I, I truly believe in what you just said, the, the more data that we're able to collect, especially what we're going to do here probably hopefully within the next six months is build that mound that actually tells us how much force off the back and how much force to the front and what it does to, to, to velocity. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, those, that product is there, but it's not uh, on a, on a low end to where every consumer can have that. So I think that's where you can really grab the market. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I want to build it into an actual uh, official pitching mound without the dirt, obviously, but uh, to a point to where we're able to, to, to do everything now. So and, uh, as, so as far as like <clears throat> we know you're you're really you've knocked it out of the park or you're you're definitely the king of the hill when it comes to getting out on the ground and 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 bringing your product to people. What are what to talk about um social media for you or any other marketing to you? Do you have you found any success outside of um just, you know, going out and shaking hands? Um yeah, you know, um obviously the the internet is the key to marketing any any product or any business nowadays. Um uh, still uh in the uh, early stages of uh in the in the uh adolescent stages of figuring out how to do this stuff and I hired actually hired my son Troy to come in and do a lot of my media stuff. Um and for the most part he's also learning how to um uh, send out posts and uh, send out tweets and stuff like that. 
Um, uh, Instagram's another one. I got to figure out Snapchat. So we're in the process of of getting this out there. And, you know, I've talked to a couple people about my website and my product and stuff. And they say that we're only about eight to nine percent out in the market right now, that meaning people knowing about us. Right. I know. Uh, and uh, I think that once we get the media figured out, uh, <laughs> which uh, which my son um, got to get him to come in earlier. He's one of them night owls. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's really going to take off. Well, Rich, too, I, just on uh, on our Snapchat, we post a lot. Guys will see us doing our drills using your King of the Hill plate, and we'll get a lot of guys asking, you know, what is that? What's that plate? And uh, it's, it's really easy to just send the link over uh, to the King of the Hill. So that's that, that might be a big one for you guys. Uh, start getting yeah. it out on Snap. Yeah. Yeah, if I can get my son to show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. so talk about – I guess we be our last questions. I mean, we could talk forever, but talk about – Give give us some of your strengths in this business, and then give us some of your weaknesses, or vice versa. Um, you know, in the in the strengths uh, through my uh, training to become a toolmaker, uh, the first thing I did was build uh, high speed progressive dies, and what that is is you take a strip of steel um, and you put it into a die, and out comes a part at the end that has different stages or stiff different. Uh, um, positions where this part is folded up and holes put in um, and it starts off with one hole and ends up as a part when it comes out well each station does its jo- uh, job and what my my uh, job was uh, to do was to make sure every station did its job and come out with the complete part towards uh, it measures correctly and it works correctly well um, I think that played a big role into my understanding of what uh, pitching is all about um, if there's a problem at the end, um, we don't try to fix it at the end. It might be something that happens earlier in the in the uh, um, the pitching motion. Uh, I think that my ability to be able to see what happens um, early to fix what happens late has been a huge role um, in producing this. My trainer too, because I knew um, through verbal commands I couldn't get my pitchers to create that force off that back leg, and there was no drills out there that did it. Um, so that's probably my strength is be able to see and break down videos and stuff, even though every time I see you do something, I learn something new. Um, um, that's probably my strength. My weakness is the business side. Um, I absolutely positively hate the bookkeeping, the financial stuff. I want to I want to do the fun stuff. So yeah, now that yeah. we're starting. Yeah, sales are starting to uh, go up. I'm able to hire people here and there to be able to do a lot of that stuff. Um, and again, my brother being a big part of taking over all the manufacturing, um, he just showed up too, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) um, that took a huge, huge burden off, uh, of my shoulders, uh, because he's also a mechanical guy. We, we grew up building cars and and racing cars when you're younger and dirt bikes and we had, didn't have the money to have somebody else do it. So we had to do it ourselves and we were all mechanically minded. Um, my weakness is, is the business part, uh, bar none. The yeah, media I, side I can, I can do, but it's, it's the business side. I'm sitting here with bills and I'm trying to figure out uh, uh, which one I got to pay or which one I don't have to pay or which one I've already paid. So, Well, I get I it, man. The, I mean, it's a challenge for all of us, specifically when we, you know, are, there's only a few of us running companies that get very popular. I mean, I think we both have the same, we have that in common, you know, we, our companies have really grown and it gets to the point where 
you know, we have to hire, but at the same time too, you know, the we're, we're in baseball, the, <clears throat> you know, the, even though they're growing, it's, it, the revenue is not insane. <clears throat> so it's, it's challenging to, right. to, to hire. So you do wind up having to wear too many hats. And I think that's where we get stuck. <clears throat> we get stuck having to wear all these hats and it's just at the end of the day, it's really hard to do it. Yes. Oh, no doubt. And you know, when I first started up, we, I was using my savings. Uh, I didn't want to go out and get any investors. I, the money was tight and I had to make sure I was paying the right uh, bills and, and making sure I had enough money to pay my brother. So he keep on showing up and, <laughs> and now my son and, and you know, the, the last probably October uh, sales really started picking up to the point to where now I'm able to uh, like hire a bookkeeper. I, I've, I've been talking to a couple of bookkeepers to come over and do that, so I don't have to worry about that. Because yeah. you know as well as I do. Uh, it's a nightmare. Uh, yeah, it is a nightmare. And I've got to work on the business. I'll, I'll never forget when you said that. You're working in too much in the business. You got to work on the business. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it, I don't think people realize when when you when you have the confidence just to walk away from you know your everyday money to really invest in your own business. It's unbelievable how it comes back like threefold. Yes, no, there's no doubt, no doubt. Now that I hired my son, um, uh, I already seen some some uh, uh, results from what he's done just on. Uh, consistent tweets and consistent Facebook and yeah. and Instagram. Um, now we're going to get into a little bit of email in which, again, it's uh, hit or miss for that because majority of the time it's deleted before they even take a look at it. Uh, but when it's in your face, like on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, I, I can see some big results. Yeah. And, you know, and, yeah. and <clears throat> with my business, it's, you know, I've had guys come in and out of here and, you know, Stephen being, you know, the most current one, uh, Steven's been the best. And I think the reason he's That's right. <laughs> the reason, <laughs> the reason he's stuck is because he didn't want to be an employee. And I, I guess because I'm such an entrepreneur, I want more like-minded people around me and I don't really want employees. I want owners. And right. I, you know, Steven was all for it. I said, look, I really don't want to pay you. <clears throat> I want you to own one of my products. And I have, and you know, when I pay you, it's commission based. And so that's what he's done. He built the nutrition product and he's still building more products. And, and I, I think it, it takes a lot of stress between him and I off because we look at each other the same as opposed to that's my employee and, and why the hell am I paying him because he did this last week, you know? Right, right. It, it, I was, um, it was uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. People, I it love was, that book. Uh, Great book. Oh, my God. And one of the things that stuck in my head is um, uh, Carnegie had probably over 100 businesses and sev 70 of them failed, but those 30 made him a multi-billionaire. Yeah, right. Uh, and when he hired people, uh, he wanted to hire smart people, not for him to tell them what to do, but for them to tell him what to do. Exactly. And that's why I see Steve, too. Steve's taking over, and he's, yeah. he's right in there with him. It's huge. He might be smarter than me, which sucks, because <laughs> I got like 20 years on him. So he's going to catch up I, I, to me pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see what you got going, Steve. I haven't really taken a whole lot of time to see what you got going there. I, I, I got to send I you. I'll, I'll send really you the, uh, the nutrition program. You can take a look at it, and then uh, you know we can talk about some of the other the other stuff we're yeah. trying to implement as well. Yes. And yep, we're excited. No. And we're excited, Rich. We got uh, the, the next ABCA coming up. Tell them about um, this ABCA because it's in your neck of the woods and, and I'm, we're going to have a bigger booth this year. Oh, yeah. We got three times the booth. And uh, what's David Ardsman want to do? He wants to build a little lounge in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> classic David. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. 
yeah, we want to do a lot more uh, demonstrations. I, I'm going to bring down a couple of my big kids down there to do do some of your drills and do some of our med ball stuff. Um, it's down in Indianapolis, which is two hours away from us instead of Anaheim, which, I, heck, it's like 10 days away from us. <laughs> I, I tell you, that, that, that killed the pocketbook when I went out there. Yeah, I know. It um, was rough, yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll have I, I tell you this is going to be our biggest and best one. We got a better spot, a more uh, uh, accessible spot for the coaches, and we're going to make a lot of noise. And I think this is going to be our best one. Well, I'm uh, excited, and, and I'll bring all of my artillery, and we'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm excited for yeah. it as well. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Two hours away is a lot better, like I said, than a way out there. All right, Rich, so, we'll. We're excited. We're running long on this. We're going to end it. We'll probably definitely do this again. And thanks for coming on okay. and sharing everything about the King of the Hill. And we're really excited about its growth and all this new stuff coming out. Absolutely. And, um, of course, if anybody wants to know more about it, you can learn it from us. You can learn it from Rich. at the. Is it trainwiththeking.com? Correct. Trainwiththeking.com. And they can find you on Instagram, Facebook as well. Twitter. Yep. Twitter. Yep, Twitter, just um, King of the Hill or Train with the King. Either one of those, you can uh, you can search us. All right, Rich. Well, we'll see you soon, man. Always good talking to you. Okay, you guys too. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, no problem. See you, Rich. Thanks, Rich. Okay. See you. All right. Bye. All right, that was awesome. Rich is awesome. Not only an awesome guy, but a you know hard worker. I love how he's just you know with his blood, sweat, and tears is building a great business. I think uh, that's what's exciting to hear. Um, is an entrepreneur. Uh, just what it's like at ground zero in, in a startup. Um, I mean, he's three years in and he's having this kind of success, which is unbelievable because when I was three years in, I was struggling to make, I think, um, enough money just to keep the, the lights on. So um, I think uh, it's awesome to hear his success. What did you get out of, uh, what'd you get out of it from him? Yeah, no, I, same thing. He's just an awesome guy. He just sounds like a real hustler. Like he's really just been in the trenches, uh, you know, working his butt off out there, emailing coaches. And uh, then once, you know, setting up those meetings, just making it happen, going out there, showing the product, uh, giving a demonstration of the product. And, and he's had a lot of good feedback from it. Yeah. So he's the perfect example of um, just, the, you know, the sweat equity. It's someone uh, getting out on the ground, being the foot soldier that goes out pretty much knocks on doors, you know, and talks to people and, and shows, shows the product and, and just networks and makes connections. I, I've rich has made so many connections for me, which has just been awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's such a nice guy that he, he just, he helps everybody in the process and he just puts a lot of value out there. So that's why I've really enjoyed teaming up with him. <clears throat> he's in a, he's a great guy. He's got a great business and, and what we're doing together is awesome. So if you guys want to get <clears throat> the pro the product, um, I would highly recommend you go to topvelocity.net under products, search for 3X Velocity Development Kit with the King of the Hill. So what I did was develop a training manual with drills specific to the trainer, which are really great for beginner pitchers and elite pitchers, and it goes perfectly into all the programs. So you can buy that 3X Velocity Development Kit and um, at the same time, too, get all the other 3X programs and the trainer works with everything. All the all the work, all the drills you can put that trainer into with any of the 3X programs. That's what I love about it. There isn't a drill that you really can't put the trainer in in our approach because it's the same foundation. And I don't think that can be said with a lot of those arm approaches. 
a lot of those drills, you can't work with that trainer because it's not teaching you how the lower half is driving the arm. And that's where the flaw is. And that's where the breakdown is. And that's where baseball needs to step up to the plate. It was really disheartening to hear that Oakland really would, would turn, send it back and say that we're not a well, drop and drive approach. Not that this is drop and drive. Maybe they just misunderstood that this is just ground force. It's, it's using the ground to generate your forces. So hopefully they've, they've changed their you know mentality since then. But I think this is where this is going to go. So if you, if, if you want to get that product, topvelocity.net, under products, the 3X Velocity Development Kit, so you're going to get a manual with the trainer. And the added cost is, because um, it's normally 250 plus shipping, the added cost is because you're getting my program with it. Um, so when you order it there, you're getting everything, and we'll ship it to you. But uh, I don't know, any last words? Um, no, I can't really think of anything other than it's just a great product, and uh, I think a lot of guys benefit from it i think a lot of our guys benefit from it and uh, i think it's one of those tools that in the future just about every pitcher is going to own one kind of like how a hitter owns a tee i really do believe you're right i think it's 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 perfectly uh correlated to the tee for hitters i think yeah. it is mm-hmm. um well cool so after the last show a lot of guys um sent some comments in on, on people they want us to interview john madden was on there try to get him on the show um so let us know if there's any other company coach uh that's doing business in this industry that you want us to interview and learn about how he works and how what he's how he provides value to the industry and and how he's branding himself um let us know we'll do it and uh we appreciate you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode